seeds that won't be a put back Keep that weak shit out of the pain Cause I'm be to put it back in your face He's a cold-blooded killer And he take no prisoners Yeah, dump it off from TJ What's going on, everybody? This is the Feed to Embiid And I am your host, Austin Krell The Sixers were in Denver on Saturday night Playing the Nuggets Nuggets were 32-15 and 15 on the season 22 one and four on their home court. Sixers thirty-two and seventeen on the year. Eleven and twelve away from their home gym. There was no Joel Embiid, no Ben, no Jimmy Butler in this game for the Sixers. Embiid was resting. Butler was dealing with a a sore wrist, a, a mild sprained wrist, according to doctors. And so there was not really much expectations. For this game, the, the the Nuggets are a very good team, second best in the West, although given that the Sixers hung in this game for a while, I don't really quite buy that because they were really that great of a team in the deep West. They would have they would have come out and really beat the Sixers badly. Um, Jokic was dominant, 32 points, 18 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, the Sixers stayed in it for a while. They made 14 threes in the game, but ultimately the more talented, the more deeper, the deeper team uh, won this contest. Nuggets win it 126-110. But I'm not going to talk too much about that. That game, there's not much to be said. It was a, it was a game that the Sixers were shorthanded. And with that being said, there, there's just, what's there to talk about? I mean, I, I think they probably would have won this game had Embiid been available to play because I don't think Jokic would have gotten all of the, all of the, opportunities that he got he had six offensive rebounds and I think with Embiid there that doesn't happen in my mind with Butler there um, a guy like Will Barton probably doesn't have 16 points a guy like Torian Craig probably doesn't have 15 and um, you know that that is what it is so that they they sort of they, they this was a chalked up loss I think it was a, it was a a game where they just sort of forfeited before the game even began and it's what it is they'll be playing in LA against the Lakers tomorrow night, Tuesday the the 29th of January. Sixers will have their full core back. Embiid will be available. Butler will be available, and that should be a W against a, I guess, a mediocre to decent Lakers team. But I'm not going to talk about that as much tonight, because there are other things that are more pressing to discuss. So we're going to start out with one thing that is on the Sixers' mind, and that is what to do with Jimmy Butler. Obviously, Jimmy Butler was traded from the Minnesota Timberwolves early in the year, November 10th, I believe, in a trade that included the Sixers' Robert Covington, Dario Saric, I think a second rounder, and Jared Bayless. Obviously, the Timberwolves sent over Jimmy Butler and the and the, uh, the the lottery pick from Creighton. His name is Justin Patton. Is a center. He was a he was I, I liked him in college as a Villanova student. He was he was quite the, the the display to watch in the Big East for Creighton. So maybe he has a future at the section. Maybe they want to give him a one year deal after this after this summer because he is hurt and never really been healthy in his career thus far. And maybe they can. 
uh, give him like a, a one-year trial run and see how that plays out. Maybe he proves his, proves his worth and it ends up being a pretty good snag in addition to Butler. But back to Jimmy Butler, who's the main topic of conversation in this segment. Um, the Sixers do have an important decision to make. They really do. The contract for Jimmy Butler comes to a close on uh, following the following the conclusion of this of this season. He has a player option for 19.8 million that he likely will decline this summer to get a max to super max offer. He's making 20 million right now, so that is a pretty big financial commitment for a guy who will be 30 by the time next season begins. Got to take into account the bird rights as well, which means that they can the Sixers can offer him the most money out of any team on in, in the league. They can offer him five years, 190 million, and anyone else can offer him four years in the 150 range. So, with that being said, the Sixers have an enormous decision to make because this decision will make or break their next four to five years, depending on the length of of, of the agreed upon deal. There is reason to believe that Jimmy Butler might not age well. He played a lot of minutes in Chicago under Coach Thibodeau, played a ton of minutes in Minnesota under Coach Thibodeau again, and he has a, he has a history of, in, of injury. He hasn't played more than 70 games in a season for, I think, six seasons in a row. Um, but he is still an elite defender, I think. Maybe a little bit underperform, maybe a little bit underwhelming because of trying to get used to the system or... We had too much, too many expectations given what we had with Robert Covington, but his defense might decline as he ages. But I think what we what you bring him here for, if you're the Sixers, is the offense and what he gives you on the other side of the ball, the ability to create his own shot, that killer mentality that he appears to have. Of course, he's displayed it with numerous game winners for the Sixers this season and a couple in years past. But he's that guy when for when the when the playoffs get tight and when things slow down and you need a bucket late in the game because inevitably there's going to be a ton of close playoff games he's going to be the guy who you give the ball to and tell him go to work and get that bucket and you need a third star in this league you really do the the Celtics are loaded um the the Warriors are loaded the Thunder are have have a two-man show going the Lakers could soon be loaded the um, the, the Rockets appear to be loaded. And so with that, you do need to have a big three to, to, to compete for a championship in this league. And so I get it. He has had some injury issues. Now, most recently, this wrist issue. We'll see how that develops. Um, he also has, obviously, the attitude issues. He's been on three teams in his career, all three. Uh, and the reason that the first two came to an end were because his attitude was a problem. He, he, he can be very animated behind closed doors. He can challenge individuals and create an, an environment of discomfort, but it's all done. If you listen to him, it's all done out of, out of a desire to win and winning beats all. And so I wonder how much of those attitude problems are really him just being a, a, a difficult individual and, and, a, and a prima donna versus how much of it is he's been just not the right mix of young players in this league. He was he back when he was blossoming with the Bulls, Derrick Rose was was on the decline because of his injury. Will Dang was on his way out. 
Joachim, Joachim Noah was on his way out. And so Butler was sort of the last man standing, and a team that was going through a, a, a slight rebuild at the time was young. Comes to Minnesota, and you have two could-be franchise talents in in Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, and they don't want to put in the work. Now he's finally with a team in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid in a good core that, A, gives him, I think, the best chance of winning he's had his entire career, and B, guys who want to put in the work and want to get better and, w- and want to be the team that he wants to be. So I wonder how much of those attitude issues will sort of waver with time. Um, maybe the honeymoon, peri- honeymoon period in Philadelphia has already come to an end. Maybe now we're seeing the true colors with the with the recent stuff about uh, from Jackie McMullen of of him saying, or of, that that she that she heard that that, they, that he's on thin ice in Philadelphia and that they want him that, that he wants to get the money to shut up and play or whatever it is or, or be quiet. Um, and then obviously he had the, the incident where he challenged Coach Brown in a film session. But again, the only thing that we know to be certain that happened is that is that is that film session. We don't know exactly. What the what the what the uh, the feeling about Jimmy Butler is in the locker room, the people that play around him like JJ Redick seem to love him. Joel Embiid loves him. Ben Simmons loves him. The the displays on the court of affection between him and and Coach Brown the, with their hugs, those appear to be pretty authentic. So I I don't know. I think it's a difficult decision. I think it's I think it's difficult to gauge how significant and how legitimate the controversy is in the locker room with Jimmy Butler for this team. So you have your third star right now. The question is, do you want to bring him back? You could offer him less than the full max. I don't mean, hey, Jimmy, three years, 90 million. I mean, you could give him that 4160, 4150, because you're, you can outbid the next best offer with more years and with more guaranteed money. Now, unless he just wants to take the pay cut to go play in a glamorous city like Los Angeles, which he is rumored to want to go to Los Angeles, but again, they can't pay him as much as the Sixers can pay him, then fine. You you know, he takes a pay cut. I can respect that. He goes to Los Angeles. But if he wants to win, his best opportunity is to stay right here where he is in Philadelphia. And so the next question is for Jimmy Butler is, what do you do? Do you go for that? Do you let him walk? Do you pursue a different third star? Keep in mind that whatever you do, it's not like you can just rotate guys in and out. It's not like a, a conveyor belt. You can't just say, oh, this piece doesn't fit. Throw it away. Next piece. This is a this is a four- to five-year com- commitment for anybody you sign. So whether it's the right fit or not, whoever you bring back from this free agency period this summer, that's the guy you're stuck with for the extended future. And you're going to pick up Ben Simmons' option in two summers, um, and that before he'll be a rest- and then he'll be a restricted free agent, and then you know seven years down the line we're talking he's going to be a an unrestricted free agent with a chance to leave. So you're really or no, sorry, he's he has guaranteed money coming his way 2019-20 next season, and then he's a restricted free agent. The Sixers will probably match whatever offer he gets, and then he'll be here for six, seven more years. So Ben Simmons isn't going anywhere. Joel Embiid is the face of the of the entire city. He's not going anywhere. So what what you have to do, with Jimmy Butler, is you have to weigh. Right now, you do have the advantage with Jimmy Butler because you can give him more years, more money. There, you have that relationship and chemistry already established. If it's not great, 
it's gonna it's still it's whatever whatever it is right now in terms of progression towards being really good chemistry um, and relationships in the locker room. If you get rid of Jimmy Butler, you have to restart all that. It's a new it's a new player coming in next season. It's a, it's a new chemistry on, on the court to develop. If you bring Jimmy Butler back, you start off right where you left. Next thing to consider is that if you let Jimmy Butler walk, you now have to replace your starting small forward, your starting power forward, and your starting shooting guard. How is that? How do you, how do you how do you have to uh, get three players replaced because you let one go? Well, you brought in Jimmy Butler, a shooting guard, in exchange for Dario Saric and Robert Covington. If you let Jimmy Butler go. That's like losing three players in one. So not only do you have to replace three starters, but you also have to go and revamp this putrid bench that they've put together. You have to go and you have to pick up at least seven pieces this summer, and that's a lot. It's a lot. And for a first-time GM, I mean, this is this will be Elton Brand's first offseason. It's a lot to ask of a first-time GM in his first offseason. So I think, and I know that this is not necessarily a popular opinion, I think the people of Philadelphia are pretty neutral on this, maybe a little bit favored towards keeping Butler, but I think the right decision to make is to keep Jimmy Butler around. I think the right decision to make is to take the possibility that he declines a little faster than you'd like, and you give him that guaranteed money. The worst thing that's going to happen is that you have a declining all-star as your third go-to option when you while, while your other two all-stars reach their prime. So really, what's the worst thing that could happen here? If you revamp the bench, you bring back if you bring back Butler and you revamp, and you revamp the bench, you're just going to have to you know you you make a, a championship push for a couple of years, and then you you make you know you add additions off the bench once Butler seems to be going downhill. And then you reset when he leaves, or when 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 he when he, it's time for him to, to retire because he wants to retire by by thirty four anyway. But I think no matter what, one of the worst things you can do, whether the fit is perfect or not, whether you love the guy or not, is to just let him walk. So with that, we're going to move into the next topic, because if you don't let him walk, and you say we don't want him back, well, you could trade him instead. And who could you trade him for? Well, today Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans announced his, his agent, Rich Paul of Clutch Sports, LeBron James's agency, announced that Anthony Davis would not resign with the Pelicans and was requesting a trade. And there are a couple primary contenders for Davis, so let's run through this. Obviously, Anthony Davis is a superstar. He is averaging this season at age 25 um 29 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists on 51% shooting, 33 from three-point range and 81 from the field, 81 from the free throw line. So obviously he's a superstar and he's still 25 years old. A team like the Celtics are thought to be a, a prime contender for him. So who can the Celtics offer? Well, they have a pretty crowded roster to begin with. They have all-stars or at least was an all-star in Gordon Hayward, and we'll see if he comes back uh, the same player he was after that awful injury last year. Al Horford, who is sort of leaving that all-star phase of his career. Kyrie Irving, 
who's who's a who's a uh, a bona fide all star, Jason Tatum, who's a budding all star, and then you have a packed bench of Jalen Brown and 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 others. So do you want to make a push for Anthony Davis and have to resign him in a year and a half, and then you know give up you know really mortgage the bench? That's not really a wise move, and to be honest, Anthony Davis doesn't want to be in Boston. If he did, he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have requested a trade today because as of now they can't afford. Celtics can't afford to pay Anthony Davis. By requesting a trade, he wants to go somewhere that is not the Boston Celtics. I'm not saying that was his only reason for doing it today. That's just what the implication is that Celtics aren't on his mind. So the next team, and this comes back to the Jimmy Butler point, the Sixers are thought to be a contender for Anthony Davis. Now, what could you give up for Davis? Joel Embiid is untouchable. Now, I'm pondering this today, this idea of trading for, for Anthony Davis, which, by the way, no guarantee this works. Look at the experiment of Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins last year on the Pelicans. Didn't work, and as soon as the, as soon as Cousins burst his Achilles, it, it it the team was much better. So there's no guarantee that having two of the best big men in the league is going to work for the Sixers or any team. So the Sixers traded loved beloved players for Jimmy Butler. They traded. Dario Saric, Robert Covington, and to a much lesser extent, Jared Bayless. You have to trade value to get value back. So if you want to get Anthony Davis on this roster and really push yourself amongst the elite teams in this league, and I think that if the Sixers got Anthony Davis, there's no question in my mind that they would be the best team in the East. If you want to get Anthony Davis into Philadelphia, it begins with Ben Simmons, Zaire Smith, and maybe a pick. Maybe you ask them to take on Markel Fultz. Maybe you go Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, and, and, and a, and a first-rounder. Maybe you go Jimmy Butler, Markel Fultz, Zaire Smith, and a first but as we saw this summer with the Toronto Raptors and the, and the San Antonio Spurs, Kawhi wanted to trade out of San Antonio. There were all these rumored packages. The Sixers were offering Dario, Covington, Fultz, and whatever else. Spurs wanted nothing to do with those guys. It didn't matter that they had, that that that, that um, Kawhi wanted out of San Antonio. It didn't matter at all. The team's going to do the best thing that is going to do what's best for them, not for their not for the guy who wants out. And the Spurs were right to do so. They got back the best return they could have gotten for Kawhi Leonard. They got DeMar DeRozan. So there's no way, in my mind at least, that you're just going to be able to throw Furkan Korkmaz, Zaire Smith, Markel Fultz, Wilson Chandler, and picks at them and expect that to work. You're going to have to give up value to get value. And that begins, that get you, including Jimmy Butler and ben, or Ben Simmons, gets you in the conversation for it. Do I think it's likely? No, I don't. Do I think it's worth an inquiry? Just a phone call? Absolutely. So how about some more likely uh, destinations for Anthony Davis? New Orleans Pelican, and uh, not New Orleans, the, the Knicks are a great opportunity because second best market in the in the in the in the world, arguably 
for for basketball. You know, the the Garden is is the is the palace for basketball. They're rebuilding team. They have a lot of money that will be off their books next year. Only guarantees are Tim Hardaway Jr., um, Courtney Lee, Lance Thomas, Frank Nudelokina, Kevin Knox, Alonzo Trier, Mitchell Robinson, Damian Dotson. And that equates to $60.9 million. Their payroll right now is 114. That is 54 million in cap space to spend. You could, if you're the Knicks, you could clear some of these players off the books. You could, you know, you're, this team is 10-38. They're not going anywhere this year. Get rid of Courtney Lee. Get rid of maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. Unload Kevin Knox or not Kevin Knox, Frank Nealakina, and maybe you go after Anthony Davis with the likes of Kristaps Porzingis, who is recovering from a torn ACL, and a first-round pick, a lottery pick. And by the way. This gives the New Orleans Pelicans the best chance at a quick rebuild because this Knicks team is terrible. Anthony Davis coming there this year or not is not going to make them any different. They're going to be a top five pick regardless, probably. You get you get Porzingis in a first round pick. You turn that into Kristaps Porzingis, who's an All Star, and Zion Williamson, one of the most one of the most uh, heralded prospects we've we've seen in quite some time. I think this is the best opportunity for the Pelicans to get rid of. Davis quickly and get him to New York and get the best value in return. And by the way, there's talks that the Knicks could could then go out and form a big three with Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and Anthony Davis, or or, or however you, you know, however they're gonna consolidate salaries to create that room, who knows? But um I th- I think that the Knicks have the, the most potential comes from the Knicks. Now let's talk about the likely destination. Anthony Davis bought a house in Los Angeles last week for 13 million, I believe is what it was. Um, and so, you know, and he's associated with LeBron James through Rich Paul and Clutch Sports. And so, and LeBron desperately needs help on that Lakers team because they're not going anywhere with the current makeup. So, obviously, there's going to be the you know the, the likely destination appears to be the Lakers. So, what the Lakers give up? But keep in mind that no matter what they do, they're going to have room for a max star next year, in addition to whoever else they bring in. They could get two max stars. Lonzo Ball would go. Brendan Ingram would go. Kyle Kuzma would go. Josh Hart might go. Ivica Zubak might go. And that clears up probably close to... um, you're looking at 60 million of space to, to, to work with. That give that, that can bring you in Kyrie. That can bring you in um, Anthony Davis, obviously. But I think the Pelicans can do better than that. Anthony Davis is a top five player in this league. Lonzo Ball's nothing yet. Brendan Ingram's been a disappointment thus far in his career. Kyle Kuzma, on his best year, might be a fringe All Star. Might be might might get it as a reserve. Josh Hart's a role player. Ivica Zubak is, is your prototypical. European um, 3 and D big man. The best offer comes from New York. Sixers will be back in action tomorrow against the Los Angeles Lakers, who are 26 and 24. We'll be right back. We'll be back with post-game coverage following that game. Um, keep in mind, 
for, if you want to talk basketball, follow me on Twitter, Austin Carell NBA, or Austin Carell underscore NBA, I should say. Actually, no. You know what? It's Austin Carell, no underscore NBA. Um, this, 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 this podcast, The Feed to Embiid, is partnered with Dash Radio, Dash underscore radio, and Nothing But Net, which is a subsidiary of Dash. That's NBN um, Dash Radio on Twitter. If you want to talk basketball or keep up to date in the podcasts, follow the at the feed to Embiid or Austin Krell NBA, or follow Dash Radio, Dash underscore radio, or follow NBN Dash Radio. Thank you for tuning in. And a quick word from our, from my, from our sponsors. Do you like shotgunning beer? Do you want to increase your shotgun time at parties? Check out our boys at the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a, is a, is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. For a 10% discount on all products, enter the code just the Cobra 10 all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The Feed to Embiid in his name is protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution of the Feed to Embiid without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the Feed to Embiid 2019. Again, the Sixers will be playing tomorrow in L.A., 10.30 start time. We'll be right back with post-game coverage following that game. Again, if you want to talk ball, follow me on Twitter, Austin Krell NBA. Thank you for the Dash Radio and, and Nothing But Net Dash Radio for, for this, uh, this, this time to, and opportunity to be part of this program. And uh, thank you for tuning in, and, I, and I, will, I will be back with more next week.